Hi, I'm Richie Mackay. And I'm Daily Bolt, and you are listening to the Wrong Bias Podcast. With the sport in lockdown, Davey catches up with the PDA's development manager, George Babalev. Thanks very much for coming on to the podcast, George. No worries. Um, you were supposed to be on a, a previous podcast, but obviously with the, the coronavirus issues yeah, at the time, we didn't feel it, it was yeah. best time. But I think now we're, we're sort of right in the what you would class as the heart of the situation now. Outdoor season is just about to start, or what should have started, and the indoor season is just finishing. So I thought it was a great opportunity for you to come on. A bit of advice that you can provide to clubs, uh, what we can actually yeah. do. Just give a, a, an understanding first, George about what the Bulls Development Alliance is all about and what we do? Yeah, um, so uh, the very technical kind of term is that we're an umbrella organisation working together with the uh, NGBs for Flat Green Bulls and our, our focus is on kind of helping the grassroots of the sport grow and survive and sustain their membership if that makes sense so it's a lot about uh, helping clubs uh, recruit new members sustain their current members so that they can uh, they can uh, at least keep the same levels of uh, uh, membership uh, or increase their membership in in uh, in future years a lot of it as well uh, of, of what we do is linked to governance and uh, things like safeguarding uh, inclusion and and just helping the sport uh, as a whole progress and and, uh, and move move along, kind of modernise itself, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, um, this would have been a, a really, really key time for us now, the, the start of the outdoor season. We would have been potentially looking to do um, a lot of work with clubs. So <laughs> there's no doubt absolutely. whatsoever, a lot of clubs are uh, reliant on income throughout the season through green fees. It's yeah. only a short season, yeah. so we're only looking at around yeah. about five months. Um, so yeah. income from maybe bars or from green fees, etc. So with the current situation, I know there'll be a lot of clubs that are worrying um, out there at the moment. Could you just give us a, a little bit of an idea as to what financial support is available to clubs at the moment, George? Yes, um, so there is financial uh, support available and it, it varies. So uh, I guess let's start. The first option is for clubs to check if they're eligible for a government grant. Now, the, the way the government grants work, they there are only four businesses in, in the leisure sector, in, in, in our case, that pay business rates. And uh, those business rates are of rateable value of less than £51,000. And, and usually, if you do uh, meet that criteria, you will be eligible for grants between £10,000 and £25,000 per, per property. Um, so that fits in really well with uh, indoor clubs or bigger outdoor clubs that, uh, that are paying business rates and could be eligible. Um, if um, if the business rates under uh, fifteen thousand a year, you will receive uh, ten thousand pounds, and if it's between fifteen thousand and fifty one thousand, uh, you will receive twenty five thousand pounds. The way it works is that uh, local authorities are supposed to be identifying those businesses in their areas that uh, meet those criteria, and it is their job to approach business and work with them to to basically finalize the the, the grant and, and get the money. We've seen that in certain areas this has already happened and uh, there are certain indoor clubs around the country that have already received uh, money from from the government problem is that not every local authority is as quick to uh, act what we advise clubs is to get 
in touch with their local authority and uh, check if they're eligible. That's the first thing. And then obviously if they're eligible, then uh, they need to check with their local authority how they can they can get that money. An important caveat is that law clubs are, are part of bigger leisure complexes or, or sports recreational centers or, or whatever. And the club itself might not be big enough to, 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 to pay business rates. They, they, they might not be eligible themselves, but the actual recreational complex might be as well. So if uh, if both clubs are part of a bigger structure, again, really important to contact the, the management committee of, of the recreational center, check if they are eligible and if they have been in touch with, uh, with their local authority. So this, in terms of uh, applying for that funding, it should be straightforward. It should be just a matter of contacting the local authority and, and asking them to help them and go through the procedures uh, with, with, with the club. So that's, that's one option. Obviously, a lot of clubs, especially outdoor clubs and the smaller outdoor clubs, they, they're not paying business rates. They, they might not even own any facilities uh, and yet uh, they might be on the brink of financial uh, collapse because of uh, potentially the whole season not, not taking place and, and them not getting any revenue. So if they're not eligible for any of the government grants, the alternative for them is to apply for the Sport England Community Emergency Fund. This fund is helping clubs that are eligible for, for the government grants to cover any costs that might still have to be paid uh, even though the season is not taking place. So things like rent or lease, any utility costs, bills, other similar expenditure, insurances, facility or equipment hire, any core staffing costs that are not covered by the government furlough scheme and any retrospective losses dating from the 1st of March 2020. So any costs, any such costs between the 1st of March 2020 uh, and the end of July 2020, you are able to kind of apply so that you can get get reimbursed for that and and the amount that you're able to apply for is between 300 pounds and 10,000 pounds and the, the way you apply is you go to, to the Sport England website, you can just Google Sport England Community Emergency Fund, it will take you straight to their website and you apply through their, their website. It's a pretty straightforward application. Uh, a lot of it is just giving basic details about your club, where you are, type of club, uh, address and so on and so forth. And then uh, the other key um, thing that you need to do is probably need to work the, your treasurer to just calculate all the costs and, and categorize them do a full kind of uh, audit, if, if that makes sense. So don't just ask for, we, we need £8,000. You need to justify why you need that much money. So you need to kind of really go down the route of kind of, we, we will be paying that much for rent, we'll, we'll, our utility bills last summer were that much, so therefore we expect this summer to be that much. We'll have to pay that, that much insurance and, and so on and so forth. Obviously, that might not be the easiest thing, potentially, because... Uh, there's a lot of unknowns. You are not. No one knows how long this will take. Uh, the, the coronavirus outbreak. So, uh, Sporting are not happy for you to work on a worst case scenario. But as long as everything is justified in your application, that hopefully should be able to kind of plug any gaps that government funding is not uh, is not covering. What Sporting has been saying is they're trying their best to get back to clubs that have applied as, as soon as possible. It's it's a very competitive grant. Uh, if you can imagine, it's it's open to all sports clubs and uh, more sports clubs are in exactly the same situation as, as both clubs so it's 
it's straightforward application, but please do uh, spend some time to to make sure that there's no there's no hole in your application in your case. As long as you're applying for some costs or money that are directly related to the coronavirus outbreak, so things like uh, any projects that you were uh, planning, any building cost has to be strictly coronavirus related. Hopefully, that will be able to kind of cover you for the fact that you're not going to be getting any revenue from membership fees, match fees, uh, bar fees, and, and so on and so forth. So that's the second option. Hopefully, most clubs will then be either covered by the government scheme or the Sporting Room Community Emergency Fund. There are other alternatives potentially, depending on where your club is based. Uh, I know certain community foundations, so every county has their community foundation, and some of them are offering some some grants to to help towards um, dealing with the COVID nineteen. You can check your local community foundation and see if they can offer you some funding as well. And uh, and again, if you're if you're in touch with your local authority, they might be able to to provide some more help if if they know of any other local grants or, or funding opportunities to able to alleviate your, your kind of current situation. And uh, and the last thing is obviously the one thing is getting that revenue. The, the other thing is how how you can cut down your costs potentially. So some clubs. Uh, were successful in actually waiving their lease fees with their landlord, whether that's the uh, the local authority or it's a private landlord. Obviously, if, if you if you're able to do that, then uh, that will help you a long way because, uh, especially for, for for many clubs, the uh, the rent for their uh, facilities is is a huge chunk of their overall costs. And then there is small things as well in terms of potentially paying staff. Uh, you need to check with the government furlough scheme if they're eligible for that. Uh, obviously, it goes without saying as well that any any bigger clubs that are paying business rates, they they're eligible for business rate exemption. And then small things such as if you have any any food or any drinks in in your bar or, or just in your clubhouse, check if they will go bad. Obviously, if, if they are to go bad, is there an option to sell those or, or donate those, especially given the current climate? Um, so yeah, hopefully that kind of package of, of funding will be able to to help most clubs and. Uh, financially at least, they they wouldn't be hit as hard uh, by the COVID-19 outbreak as, as, as initially thought. Um, Absolutely. And, and that's, and that's a great thing that there is so so much available for clubs to be able to apply for as well. And that's a, you've given a great understanding there, George, of obviously how they can go about that. So, you know, the, there may be worries, but those worries can be alleviated by just looking down the right lines and looking for what is available for that club. Um, so, I mean, from the, I mean, there's two main things for me from club's point of view I would have said the first biggest concern has been people have just said what are we going to do for the next three or four months they love the yeah. balls they can't yeah. get on the bowling green then yeah. obviously when it boils down with the club start to think well you know finance wise are we going to be able to survive so you know we've, we've given an understanding on that is there any other challenges that you can sort of give an understanding which I'm sure there's a lot of clubs are thinking about or have talked about um, and, and what they are and what can actually be done with them so the first thing that we always say is uh, try and keep in touch with your members as much as possible. We don't know how long this will take, especially considering the fact that people will, will have to stay at home. Uh, the level of physical activity will, will decrease significantly. Um, and keeping fit and active is, is, is also incredibly important because uh, a lot of clubs have members that uh, are already 
considering kind of making that switch from being a, a full member to a social member because of age and because the uh, their game is deteriorating and if uh, if they don't do any physical activity in the next few months um, then you can imagine how easily uh, when when they uh, return to the green they, they, they'll suddenly find out that they can no longer send long jacks and long balls they'll struggle bending and, and, and so on and, and, and that process will really accelerate and uh, you don't obviously don't want uh, that to happen and let's not forget the, the personal health aspect of this it's, it's really really vital to try and do as much exercise on a daily basis at home um, there's plenty of ideas and plenty of help and advice out there. If uh, the first thing that clubs and, and their members can look at is the uh, Stay in Workout campaign, or again, this is something driven by Sport England, and uh, we're all involved with this. Uh, and uh, if someone just uh, uh, posts on Google Stay in Workout or join the movement, and they will go to Sport England's website, and there will be a lot of uh, videos and, and ideas of uh, how you can do exercise at home, and it's geared towards any category so uh, it's uh, obviously has uh, some um, uh, light to moderate uh, activity and then obviously some vigorous activity for anyone who's younger and in uh, a better uh, physical shape at, at, at the moment so that's absolutely key and then a lot of outdoor clubs who are due to collect their membership fees uh, at, a, uh, at about this time, uh, are just wondering what to do. Should we charge them 100%? Should we give our members uh, a free year or anything in between? What, what should we do? And uh, it's, it's really a tough one because nobody knows when we'll start bowling. So until you know that, you can't make a de definitive decision on, on how much you charge people. And, and again, it's very individual because... You have certain outdoor clubs that have a really good clubhouse. They have year-long activities, including short nap over the winter and different social activities. So they have um, a bigger case, a better case to, to kind of go to their members and say, we can, um, we'll charge you uh, 100% or near 100%. What we say to clubs at the moment is you can encourage your members to donate their membership fees so that they can afford uh, financially, especially considering the fact that many clubs are in a very, very difficult financial situation. But clubs also need to realize that certain people are also in a very difficult financial situation and they can't put too much pressure on them. If they do so, they might lose it. And then even financially, they might then not be able to get any membership fees from that person in, in the future. So it's not necessarily the best decision. A lot of clubs, what they're doing is they are asking members to donate as much as as much as they can. And uh, for the rest of the membership, they're just saying, let's let's wait and see how how long this situation is going to last. And then when we know how much we can play this year, we will decide whether charge you 20 or 30 pounds or 40 pounds or whether you can also, for example, pay your full membership. But that will be extended to next year as well. So these are different kind of bits of advice potentially for clubs to uh, to do. Obviously, there's no simple solution that will meet every club's needs just because clubs are different and and we don't know how how long we'll be in, uh, in lockdown. So, yeah, these are mostly the, uh, the issues and uh, for clubs that are in 
were in big jeopardy anyway. Clubs that had between 20 and 30 members, this situation is probably happening at the worst possible time. Yeah, and it's uh, again, George, that's a, a fantastic update of, of some of the things that we're hearing, uh, hearing on a regular daily basis from clubs uh, with their concerns and just giving an understanding as to, again, how you can do things or, or look after things in this interim period just to make sure that the, the club is in the in the best possible shape for when we are given the green light and we can start to play again. I mean, obviously, the w- once these restrictions are lifted, we would hope, I don't think there is any real excuse why clubs shouldn't be absolutely banging the door down with ideas, with plans in place and with everything administrative-wise should be up to date. This time should be used, ideally, where people are sitting in the house and are saying, I've got nothing to do, I'm bored, what can I do with my time? You know, this is an ideal time now to for you know members to get in touch with the committee, ask them for anything that needs doing, or the committee to just make sure that everything is in place. Is there anything else that you would particularly suggest that clubs need to, to be fully prepared for for when the, the doors do open again? To follow up on, on what you said as well, from, from our conversations with clubs, a, a lot of them are saying, those is not a priority for me at the moment. I'm worried about my personal health or people might be affected by the coronavirus directly through their relatives or, or friends and they're, they're not really thinking about balls. And and obviously that's, that's completely understandable. But it, uh, on, on the other hand, it's exactly what you said. This shouldn't be an opportunity to just plan ahead. Whenever the season resumes, competitions will most likely not be place because it will be towards the end of the season so there will be plenty of opportunity to host open days to try and recruit new members and uh, as you said people can from their homes they can design posters they can contact certain organizations or agencies to 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 advertise there whether it's newspapers whether it's local groups and organizations so you can actually prepare way in advance so that when the season opens you wouldn't need that one not to be able to properly advertise an open day and the sooner you organize an open day after the uh, lockdown lift better chances you have to get as many people as possible who are stuck at home or have been stuck at home for months they really want to do some exercise to socialize and so on the sooner you have an open day, the more likely it is for those people to want to visit your club and, and just try something new. So it's, it's, it's an enormous opportunity. We know very well that one of the biggest challenges of the sport at the moment, coronavirus or not, is recruiting new members and increasing the membership. So if in those next few weeks or months there is no competition, there is no administration, there is nothing to do, a good thing for the committee of every board to, to think about is how can we advertise an open day? How can we prepare for an open day as soon as uh, the measures are lifted? But also let's reflect and decide how we can change the way the club is managed, how can we change uh, our activities, how can we change what we currently do so that we are able to be more inclusive and uh, more people interested in, in joining our club. A lot of clubs are saying only a certain want to join our club, how can we get younger people, how can we get more women and so on and so forth. Think about what your club is offering those different groups and how you can change and offer something new and something different so that it's more appealing for such groups to play the sport because everyone is correct when saying those is not just an exclusive sport for uh, older people but why how can we make sure that younger people are actually playing the sport and if clubs are 
wondering what can they do, what new things they can add, they can get in touch with us and we can have a conversation with them and we can give them some ideas. Uh, anything related to uh, the financial support or anything today, people can get in touch with us on clubdevelopment.playballs.org and we'll be happy to help. Fantastic, George. And we will put a link onto that when we obviously broadcast the, the, the podcast as well. So the, the links will be on there. So, George, that's been fantastic. You've given a, a really in-depth explanation of, of what can be done to help clubs in this current circumstance and we keep saying it there's, there's not really any excuses we, yes we appreciate that there is other concerns apart from balls but you know I think what we sort of mean by that is that further down the line in three four months time clubs can't look back now and turn around yeah. and say well we lost our club because of the coronavirus because we would hope that you know unless it's due to membership decline that just can't be replaced or that there has been significant finance in place that has to be paid and the club just hasn't been able to afford to be able to do that, which we're hoping is going to be an absolute minimum then yeah. everything is there and everything is in place for clubs to be able to help themselves and be able to get assistance where required as well. So we would hope that by the time, if we do get a month of this season or a little bit longer or for the next indoor season and the following outdoor season, that clubs should be in prime position to actually kick on and, and continue to recruit and grow their clubs in the in the period ahead as well. So thanks again, George. I um, really appreciate your time and thanks for coming on. And I'm sure everybody will will take a lot from what you've said and hopefully if anybody has any concerns or they haven't thought about some of the things that have been discussed then they will go away and and reflect on that and do something about it brilliant well thank you very much uh thanks uh, for giving me the opportunity to speak and Not a uh, i wish you all the best and take care thanks very much george really appreciate it thanks again no worries speak soon take, take care. care bye now bye, bye. Thank you for listening and hope you've enjoyed the show. This has been a dodgy production.